One of the biggest things I think in setting your house up for success is having an open communication about your recovery plan, which can be quite hard if you've never experienced it before, but C-section recovery is no joke at all. So then taking care of a newborn and doing all the household duties just really is amplified as you come home asking for help in ways that you might not before, such as somebody else preparing the food, cleaning up dishes, cleaning pump parts or pieces, or cleaning up the mess from the day. Hi, I'm Amy Kiefer, a nurse, doula, and personal trainer. And I'm Crystal Howell, a women's health and orthopedic physical therapist. We're the co-founders of Expecting and Empowered, and we just so happen to be sisters. We built this business because we saw a huge gap between the information that women were given during pregnancy and postpartum and the information that they need. We're committed to helping close the gap so that women are better equipped to navigate these demanding and challenging years. Yes, we're both moms of three, so we know firsthand how many changes women go through physically, mentally, and emotionally, because women aren't getting enough information to make informed decisions about their own health. It leaves mothers picking up the pieces afterwards. We need that to change. With our professional backgrounds, we're going to pull the curtain back on this season and give you the information you need to thrive. We're on a mission to change women's health. Let's do this. I'm excited to have Crystal back on the podcast today, and we're going to be covering her experience of her second and her third C-sections. If you haven't yet listened to episode 10, it's the episode in which Crystal tells the story of her first birth with her daughter, Brooke, who also came via C-section. So head to that one if you haven't listened to that, and then meet us back here. So Crystal, I'm excited to have you on. I would love if you took us back to Avery's birth and how you ended up meeting her via C-section. With Avery, this was my attempt for a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. So I felt so excited that she was head down. My first baby, Brooke, was breech, which was what sent me into the C-sections in the first place. So I felt excited that she was in the right position And my doctor knew that my goal was a VBAC. So while I felt nervous about labor and delivery, I was also really, really, really excited for the VBAC. When I went into my 38-week appointment, which was just a regular check, my husband happened to be with me that day, I felt completely blindsided. At this appointment, the physician told me that he wanted to consider a C-section because I was getting later into pregnancy and the placenta gets less and less viable as the pregnancy goes on. He was worried that the baby couldn't handle it or the placenta with the contractions. At this time, I was showing no signs of dilation or progression towards starting labor. So he wanted to schedule the C-section for the following week, which would have been 39 weeks of pregnancy. At that appointment, I talked him into another week of waiting To be honest, this appointment, I replay over and over, knowing what I know now. Most successful VBACs happen at 39, 40, and 41 weeks of pregnancy. So it's so important to find a provider that will allow you to go to 41 weeks of pregnancy. Honestly, I felt very bullied into my second C-section. My physician had flipped the script, and my husband easily followed. My husband is risk-adverse. And all the physician talked about was the risk to the baby. But I honestly knew that I could do this. 
So to solidify the deal into the C-section, a couple days later, the physician had called and he said that he talked it over with his healthcare team and they did not support a VBAC at their hospital. So there was no known medical reason why, besides that I was getting closer to the end of my term of pregnancy. Again, I replayed this so much. What honestly has really helped me too is our C-section course. There's a module on healing your birth story, which I've listened to three times, which we had two expert therapists come on and they told you to remind yourself that I did the best with the information that I had at the time. I didn't know it was important at the time to find somebody that allowed me to go to 41 weeks of pregnancy and still supported a VBAC. So C-section it was. Yeah. And that, I think that's a really important share is the idea that, you know, we only know what we know. And so sometimes you just land with a provider that might have a certain protocol that they really like to follow when you would have rather waited longer. So this is your second C-section now, and I'm sure that you knew much more about what to expect. We actually put together an entire course called Empowering Your C-Section Birth and Recovery because there's so much information that would be helpful to women that are going to birth via C-section, but it feels like most people aren't getting that information. The course starts with things that you can do in preparation for your C-section if you know that you're going to have one. In what ways could a woman set her house up for success prior to having a C-section? One of the biggest things I think in setting your house up for success is having an open communication about your recovery plan, which can be quite hard if you've never experienced it before, but C-section recovery is no joke at all. So then taking care of a newborn and doing all the household duties just really is amplified as you come home asking for help in ways that you might not before, such as somebody else preparing the food, cleaning up dishes, cleaning pump parts or pieces, or cleaning up the mess from the day. Then there's the physical setup of your home, which usually there's one area where all the action happens. So setting up a chair in that area, in my house, that's the living room, but the couch in the living room is so low and so deep, it's so hard and painful to get out of after a C-section. So we just had to bring in a different chair so I was able to get up and down easily. And it could be just for a temporary reason, right? I have also seen where my friends will set up a temporary table so that they can do diaper changes right in that main area and they don't have to move far or to different parts of their house. And having everything you need at that changing station could be also helpful where everything's set out. You don't have to bend over, reach into a drawer to get it out. So setting up your home, both from like an emotional communication side and then the physical side of setting up your home is really key for C-sections as well. Yeah, I've had a couple friends to birth via C-section and they were really surprised at how hard moving was the first week. Now, last but certainly not least, you met your third child, your son Camden, via C-section as well. Can you talk about what that journey was like and if it was easier to wrap your mind around this C-section because you knew that his birth was going to be via C-section? 
honestly, this was the easiest one to stomach because I knew that with two previous C-sections, the risk of uterine rupture increases. I knew that for keeping myself and the baby safe, probably a repeat C-section was the way to go. And there really aren't a ton of physicians that are even willing to do a VBAC after two C-sections. And again, those weren't like my choices that I, my ideal birth situation, cause mine was to do unmedicated births, but it's just kind of how all of that unfolded. Mm. A big part of your second and your third C-sections is the idea that you already had a toddler or two at home. So when you're coming back to the environment of your house, your kids are really used to you playing with them, picking them up, being active. And I know this has been a concern that has come in from a lot of women that also have little ones at home already. Can you talk about emotionally how it feels to not be able to do those same things? And how long does that typically last? Yes, this is honestly one of the toughest parts about recovery especially going from one to two. So the first one, I was in such a rush to get back home to Brooke. I just felt bad leaving her. I had never left her overnight. And I'm the one that puts her to bed. And so it was really, really hard to to transition to two kids in that way when you're impaired when you get home. So I knew um, that I would need help with bathing or putting her to bed. And again, she's so used to me doing it. So if you know that you have a plan C-section, I love with toddlers getting them used to the idea of doing some of the things independently. So for example, with her in those like that week that I knew I would have her climb in and out of the chair. Also in the crib, kids need you more than you need them technically. So having them climb closer to the railing so that you can lift them easier. And my husband did help a lot. Like again, it wasn't our quote unquote typical role. So making sure that we talked about it, he would do a lot of the swaddling at night. And with my third, that was the easiest recovery. I stayed in the hospital the longest. I stayed the whole like four to five days. I rested there. I worked. I bonded with the little guy. The toddlers would come up and visit. Um, But honestly, it felt like a vacation or the safest place for me to be while all of my mom duties would kind of await me. So a typical timeline looks like that in three weeks, you slowly start feeling better. The first couple of weeks, to be honest, for me were quite painful. And then once you get to like six to 12 weeks, you really should be feeling more and more like yourself. But we do want to modify activities for those first six weeks after a C-section too. We don't want to be doing the same stuff. And it kind of applies like those principles of exercise just because you can doesn't mean you should. And again, like looking back, there's some things that I probably wish I would have pushed so hard, like because I wanted to be present with the toddlers, we'd like go to the zoo in a couple weeks or we'd go like with Avery, we went to my friend's like lake house after five weeks. That probably was like too fast. But again, I wanted to be doing stuff with them. So really giving yourself this little grace period that it's just adjusting as having a newborn and a toddler at home to take it easy on yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough transition anyway. So then throwing in that physical part of you that is, you know, you're in pain, you can't do the things that you want to do. I'm sure is really difficult. 
I did want to ask another question on this subject. You kind of alluded to a couple, but what are some really good strategies for women that do have other children at home? How can your toddler help you to be able to recover? So a lot of times they can sit right next to you as you're nursing. They like want to be included sometimes, or this could be an opportunity where you have special toys only as you nurse. Brooke would always help me with desensitization. So I had my little desensitization pack, which just helps the nerves around the C-section heal. And you would just teach her how to do it light and gently on your cesarean scar. And she honestly thought that was really fun. And it was nice because then I didn't have to do it. But she would do that as I was nursing the little ones. And she did it with both of them. Um, And then two, having your partner help with things like, for example, like I'm very independent. I don't usually like need my husband to help me help the kids get into the car, but really asking him or your partner to have have a little helping hand when they're getting in and out of the car. And two, I think with moms, it's really hard because certain personalities probably follow rules better. Mine, I'm like, I can do it. I don't need help. So two, they give you these guidelines that you're not supposed to lift anything heavier than the baby for 10 weeks. And that's really hard to do when you have a toddler at home. Like you crave to be touched by them and they crave to be held and loved by you too. So your partner could actually pick the toddler up. So they're squatting down, lifting them from the ground, standing up, and they laterally pass them to you. So that takes off all the pressure where you would have to lift them from the ground and pick them up and you could still hold them. And again, is that following the rules a hundred percent? No, but it's a better way of cheating than just picking them off, off the ground. Mm. And I know that your third C-section was physically and mentally the best birth that you had. Can you talk about the main differences, including what you prioritized to make that true? Well, I really focused on the actual recovery. Again, like my personality likes to go, go, go. It's hard to slow down. So this one, I know that I did more of like what you're supposed to do. So slow down for this one. Part of it was staying at the hospital for longer. Like I said, this one, I was more willing to ask and receive help. Like my mother-in-law came and stayed with my husband and the girls. So I wasn't so resistant like to receive help. Also, this one, I really learned to take pain medication. I don't like taking a lot of medication. So making sure if you go through a big procedure that I was taking the pain medication. But on the flip side of that, I will say this is where I've honestly ate the cleanest I probably ever ate in my life. I ate lots of anti-inflammatory foods. So I had lots of things that probably didn't irritate my system. So when you're talking about all the pain medications that can make you constipated, but then I was eating the correct foods that probably help offset that a little bit. And then this time too, I really focused on hydration. So drinking lots of water as I recovered. But again, honestly, most of it was going back to the basics resting, listening to my body, icing, moving smarter, um, taking the pain medications, and then also controlling that with anti-inflammatory foods. 
Yeah, I love that. Our course has a dietitian inside of it to tell you what foods would be really recommended and helpful as you go through the process of a C-section birth. I did want to dive further into the initial period right after a C-section. I know that a lot of my friends that birthed via C-section experienced a really rough first week. What are things that women can do to help their healing? Honestly, it's the slowing down. So again, really slowing down. Give yourself permission to let things slip if the dishes stay on the counters. Also, that idea of giving and receiving probably women like to give more than they like to receive. So allowing people to help you, whether that's bringing meals, even if you tell them like this, I would like love this meal. If you made this meal, sending them the recipe of the meal that you want, asking other people to do things or to help you with the care of the baby. Um, Again, so really slowing down and sticking to the basics. Mm. Sounds really important to take your time and that it is a process. It does take a while to start to feel better. So as a company, we've been really focused on helping women to heal. And one thing I've learned through this whole process is that when you do have a C-section, you're at a greater risk for diastasis recti or DR, which is that separation in your abdominal muscles. Can you talk about why that is more prevalent in C-section moms and what they can do to help themselves heal? So DR or diastasis recti is happens when there's a muscle imbalance in our core and or poor activation of the deep muscles. So with a C-section during the procedure itself, the actual muscles need to recover not only from pregnancy, but also from the C-section. They're stretched out. So we really need to reconnect our brain to this area. So we need to send our breath all the way to our pelvic floor and then have deep core activation. And it has to be like really diligently thought of in this initial period so that we're preventing DR from happening. Because again, you've kind of had two big impacts to your stomach region or the core. So you had pregnancy, which in and of itself can have a lot of tension on that area, creating DR. And then you also have the cesarean where they're retracting the muscles. So they're actually pulling those to the side. They're cutting through the tissue that makes that fascial tissue connect to all of these muscles. So it can set you further into core imbalances. So from the get-go, we really want to make sure that we're thinking about our breath, We're first connecting to our pelvic floor, releasing the pelvic floor, connecting to the pelvic floor, and then connecting to that deep core again with C-section moms versus vaginal moms. We might have to do a lot more of this retraining and be really, really on top of it after a C-section. One thing that we've heard from other people um, and that we know can be true is that people can get really bothered by the appearance of their C-section scar. Sometimes they run into something that's known as the C-section shelf. So you were really passionate about developing our new app program called Empower Your C-Section. It's an eight-week program that helps with the C-section shelf. Can you talk about considerations for if you have that shelf appearance? and what people can do. 
Yeah. To reduce the shelf appearance, we do have to work on it. And to truly make changes, we have to put a little time and effort into it. So I will say like, as I've done the programming myself and tested it, like my C-section shelf is greatly reduced. Is it absolutely gone? No. But is it way, 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 way better? The answer is yes. Like I feel more confident in a swimsuit. I feel better. So the step number one to like reducing this shelf would be making sure that we're taking pressure off from our upper back. So what I mean by this is a lot of people are in that like slump position or their upper backs are rounded. That is putting pressure downwards on a scar. Um, so it's really hard to connect with our core when our rib cage is so tight. So really making sure we're lifting up from off from above and then Step number two is making sure that we're actually working on the scar. And so when we start to work on the scar, we actually work all the way up to the top of the rib, like from our rib cage down to the scar by our pubic bone itself. Our scar has such a widespread effect. So it affects all of the muscles surrounding that area. So we would want to do scar tissue mobilization, and then we want to add movement in. So our scar will restrict movements like hip extension. So if we do scar tissue mobilization and then add hip extension in, this can really help the scar get to move in a functional way, which means that you're helping the scar move throughout the day and not just when you're doing like a C-section core program, like it's going to help with that. And then it's just rebalancing those muscles. So activating our deep core, which again, before I did the scar tissue mobilization, I had the hardest time even activating my core. Like I'm a women's health PT. I like know how to activate it, but I had no access to the system until I really got that scar moving in the way that it should. And now I can do transverse abdominal contractions, which is that deep system so easily. So I can actually feel my core burning when I'm doing core workouts now. Mm, I love that it's this idea that you, it's not too late to work on it and that you can make good progress um, if you have that shelf appearance. I know that this interview is truly the tip of the iceberg. We're so excited and proud to have our two new C-section products out into the world. Our course called Empowering Your C-Section Birth and Recovery for those that know that they are going to have a C-section or those that are very freshly postpartum from a C-section. And then our new program inside the app that we just talked about, which is called Empower Your C-Section for those women that are at least 12 weeks out for the C-section. Yes, we are so incredibly proud of these programs. Our mission has always been to serve C-section mamas as they recover and give them the tools that they need to feel confident in their C-section recovery. We would love if you joined our app or started either the C-section strength training recovery program or the new Empower Your C-section core program. Your app subscription gives you access to everything the app has to offer, which includes those two programs. You can get the app or the C-section course for 30% off this entire month with the code CSectionPod30. We'll link it in the show notes so you can take advantage of this code. We hope to see you in the app and we hope that we help you empower your C-section journey.